Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, where we seek to encourage, edify, build up into the life of Christ, the one, the only true God in the universe. And this is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, liberty and justice for some. And more specifically, we are coming to you from the northwest corner of the People's Republic of Illinois, in which we hope to either turn into a new separate state or possibly join the state to the west of us. Because many of us in this county, at least, that I live in are sick and tired of being in the communist state of Illinois, ran by crooked politicians out of uh, Cook County and Chicago land area. But that is another story. So there is evil in men's hearts. And um, it's there because Adam fell into sin. He and his wife Eve. And we then receive redemption from the one who created us, the Lord Jesus Christ, when he came to this earth and died for our sins. And rose again and is seated at the right hand of the father now interceding for us those of us who put our trust and faith in him as our lord as our savior there is great hope in that you know i hope if you would listen to this you would ask yourself if you do not know christ where are you going when you die you're going to be gone from this earth a lot longer in reference to time at least then you are here you're going to be gone a lot longer than you can probably even imagine and so the time that you're on this planet is a very short thing indeed and i almost laugh at the idea of uh millions of years when these guys bring that out of the closet and try and somehow say that that this planet's been here that long it is a joke. It is an absolute joke. So if you're putting your faith and trust in that, don't be encouraged in that way because you shouldn't be. It's a big, you want to talk about the big lie. You know, people have thrown that out in reference to Trump's claims that he truly won the 2020 election, which I think is very true uh, and is no lie whatsoever. But that's what democrats do people in sin like that want to come out and blame others for what they're doing because it deflects the blame on themselves so it's a very easy tactic the democrats have been doing it for many years now and i think clinton was bill clinton was probably a, the master at that um but certainly obama picked up on it uh, nancy pelosi um adam schiff that dude lord please help that man and uh maybe he would would truly learn from you and come to you and repent so on this show we are purposed with reading through the entire bible right now and we started in genesis 1 1 where jesus christ came and created everything gave everything life gave everything a purpose put man in the garden to uh, give him work to do because work is good and in reality when you look at our society uh, in this country, the values that uh, Christians are supposed to have uh, 
are not detrimental to people. They're not, uh, you know, someone could take them if they are placing their faith in this life and trying to understand life from a evolutionist, secular humanist point of view, they can take some of the values that Christianity holds in the wrong way, in a way that, that they can take offense at. And that's what you see going on in our society today. If somebody is for all this goofy stuff going on, that there's 3,700 genders or that two men should be able to um, enter into a marriage union and have it codified by the state. They want you to, that takes precedence over your faith in God and him saying that uh, marriage should be between a man and a woman. And that is the natural order of things. So what they're doing is unnatural. And they don't want to feel that way. They want to feel like what they're doing is natural. So they're trying to force everyone to believe that. And again, you either believe in the objective truth of what God has put forth as what is real and true and good, or you don't. I mean, there's many other ways you can go in what you believe. But on this show, we choose to believe what God is doing, what he has said is true. And uh, that's going to become harder and harder, I think, as the world and Satan gets his way more and more in people's hearts and minds. And I saw a stat the other night that in uh, so many years, I think it was 20, 25 years, um, the idea that um, gay marriage went from 70, 30 of people against its codification in this country to uh, the other way around, it was 70, 34. And... You know, in reality, the state can do whatever it wants. I mean, that's it's just the government. It really has no meaning in the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is still the kingdom of God. That's not going to change. God's laws don't change. God doesn't change. And so we can take great faith in that, that no matter what man does and says is true, um, we know better. We know that God is true and man is a liar. You know, many men are liars. Just out and out. So, anyway, let's get into the Word of God this morning. We are in Genesis chapter 23. We are making some progress here. So, this is where Sarah, Abraham's wife, uh, formerly called Sarai, um, leaves this planet. So, even she got only 127 years, which is a short time in the annals of human history and uh, the history of eternity. So, Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died at Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham went to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abraham rose up from before his dead and said to the Hittites, I am a sojourner and a foreigner among you. Give me property among you for a burying place that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And the Hittites answered Abraham, Hear us, my Lord. You are a prince of God among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our tombs. None of us will withhold from you his tomb to hinder you from buying, burying your dead. Abraham rose and bowed to the Hittites, the people of the land, and he said to them, If you are willing that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and entreat me for Ephron, the son of Zohar, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he owns. 
It is at the end of his field. So interesting that people owned property back then. For the full price, let him give it to me in your presence as property for a burying place. Now Ephron was sitting among the Hittites, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the hearing of the Hittites, all who went in at the gate of his city. No, my Lord, hear me. I give you the field, and I give you the cave that is in it. In the sight of the sons of my people, I give it to you. Bury your dead. And then Abraham bowed down before the people of the land and said to Ephraim, in the hearing of the people of the land, but if you will hear me, I give the price of the field. Accept it from me that I may bury my dead there. Ephraim answered Abraham, My Lord, listen to me. A piece of land worth 400 shekels of silver. What is that between you and me? Bury your dead. Abraham listened to Ephraim, and Abraham weighed out for Ephraim the silver that he had named in the hearing of the Hittites, 400 shekels of silver, according to the weights current among the merchants. So the field of Ephron in Machpelah, which was to the east of Mamre, the field with the cave that was in it and all the trees that were in the field throughout its whole area was made over to Abraham as a possession in the absence of the Hittites before all who went in the gate of the city, his city. After this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave in the, of the field of Machpelah, east of Mamre, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. The field and the cave that is in it were made over to Abraham as property for a burying place by the Hittites. So Abraham buys a cave and uh, buries Sarah and puts her to rest. Um, apparently that's a way in which they used to do it back then, um, laid them to rest in a cave. Um, and the land of Hebron is still with us to this day. And so, you know, here we have a written account from, or handed down, I believe, would believe from people who were there and that's another thing that that gets me about this whole discussion between uh things like evolution and secular humanism and the bible and these folks will sit here and make fun of the bible as being untrue or some story and i'm thinking but these people were there they actually saw what happened there this is written down they have names of all these people over history from one generation to the next, um, this guy was this guy's son, this guy was that guy's son, this guy was that guy's son, and so on and so on. And yet, you know, they want us to believe, oh, we found this dead thing in the dirt, and it's 600 million years old. Over that. And somehow saying that the dead guy that we found that's 600 million years old, and we can draw a perfect rendition of him because we know exactly what he looked like and what he ate and what he drank and where he lived and how often he slept and we know all this stuff about him when it's just a pile of bones in the dirt and yet that is somehow science and religion is all this stuff that was written down by people that were there hmm. so if you put your trust and faith in Christ be encouraged. You have a eyewitness written account of things that happened that are true. That God has put to pen to paper through people and given you 
some thousands of years later to understand how you got here and what purpose you have in this life. The folks that are putting their trust in so-called science that is actually more faith-driven than what we have, um, I believe are just lost. It's just that. It's, it's not science. It's um, almost anti-scientific. It really has nothing to do with science whatsoever. You know, the only thing that science can do is observe what's going on today. And supposedly things that they see today can tell us what happened millions and millions of years ago. And I laugh because that's not scientific. That's going on faith. So, Lord God Almighty, thank you for a new day. Let uh, those who hear this be encouraged today to walk in you, to trust in you. If they don't know you, to find you and accept what you've done for them instead of the uh, ridiculousness of the world and what it has to offer and the things that are not normal and that should be labeled as abnormal and yet are being uh, offered to us as true. So Lord, we pray for people that would do that, that would try and circumvent your will, circumvent your truth that you've given us plainly and that is plain for all to see in truth and that they would uh, come to know you and trust in you and that you would be glorified through all of it so in jesus name well thanks everyone for stopping by we have thanksgiving week coming up and that is exciting because we should be giving thanks every day not just one day a year but it's nice that in this country we still set aside that time and though uh, the woke folks are trying to steal all this stuff and turn it into things that it was never meant to be. Um, I pray that the, the true meaning and tradition of both Thanksgiving and Christmas will continue to shine through uh, as it should be. So, Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a poor swing. For summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees.